0: Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens.
1: I'm
2: Christina Roberts.
0: I'm Chris Roberts.
2: I'm Christina Kaiser.
1: We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we are talking about the expansiveness of self-care, and I'm sure all of us are maybe to the point where we're sick of hearing about self-care, and particularly when self-care is boiled down to, oh, just go take a bath, which is great, and baths are maybe part of self-care, but I think I'm really drawn to this idea that actually self-care is so expansive and it is important, and which is probably why we're hearing a lot about it, and yet maybe today we can expand our language a little bit around self-care. And what prompted this conversation is actually something totally unrelated, but I discovered years ago that Eskimos have, I believe it's 38 different words for snow because snow is so central in their culture. So there's heavy snow, wet snow, a dusting, a blizzard, et cetera. You can use your imagination there. And I thought that makes a lot of sense as it relates to rest renewal self care those are very integral parts of our existence as human beings and so i think sometimes expanding the, those languages around what does it mean to have self care and so i was recently reading an article and i really appreciated they listed six types of self care there's practical self care emotional physical mental social and spiritual So as I kick around the topic today of self-care, I wonder what comes up for the two of you. I love that you find these
2: lists of things, which I am always unprivy to. And then I'm like, oh, of course, there are six types of self-care. That makes a ton of sense. My particular self-care of choice right now (laughs) is decluttering, which I don't know if that would be practical or maybe something else. I think in a way it's mental, but I came by it recently by way of joy. Actually, I was reading this book Joyful and in the midst of it they were talking about abundance and one of the ways to experience abundance is ironically to have less stuff around. Is it frees up the space and you can feel just more settled within yourself. And so I started looking around and realizing, yeah, things do pile up after a while. My bookshelf is overcrowded and there's things that I could do with this. And so it it does bring quite a bit of joy and meaning to then repurpose the space by (laughs) decluttering a bit. So that is my self-care of choice the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the list as well. And if I think I was listening to you correctly, Whenever you were giving the introduction to the podcast, Christina Roberts, you're talking about this idea that self-care being this concept that maybe like the word love. I love pizza. I love this. We use the word and the word loses its value and its meaning because it becomes just a buzzword. And I think that's what I hear you saying about self-care. Self-care is a big buzzword in society with the aftershocks of the pandemic and take care of yourself. And I love that you're nuancing it a little bit by giving us this list. I love that you brought up, Christina Kaiser, that maybe the decluttering could be mental, mental self-care, as well as it might be practical as well. And I think probably self-care, we might be doing one thing that might be covering a couple different topics on the list. And I think for me, physical self-care has been something that's come up and I think I really struggle with the mindset of taking care of myself physically because of the push, right? I think I was able to go on a retreat recently and they had a massage and I'm like, ah, I don't know that we have time for a massage or something like that, but that probably would have been very healing or productive or whatever you want to say for my body probably would have really appreciated releasing the tension. And I think another thing that I've been trying to do is walk and, but it's also eating correctly. So I think there's a lot that I'm trying to pay attention to, to self-care, but again, like physical might be the type of self-care that's highlighted to me, but there's so much mental work that goes into, like, you really have to change your mindsets to even think about caring for yourself. So I appreciate you bringing up Number one, that self-care could be a buzzword and we notice that we're triggered by it. But also I think that list is very helpful. So thank you.
1: And I think I'm hearing in both of you a holistic aspect of this, that one area that maybe you're focusing on actually encompasses many different areas in our lives. And that just happens to be your starting point. And that it cycles through as of now you're decluttering a bookshelf, but it's not every week now for 2023, you're going to be decluttering a bookshelf, right? That is going to do something and produce some sort of renewal and rouse and self-care in you. And then there'll be something else that comes up and maybe it will be along the theme of decluttering and maybe it will be just be something else of, oh, actually, now that I've decluttered this bookshelf, there's this book that I've wanted to read that I forgot about. And then that enters into a different aspect. So I think it's important that we allow these things to cycle through And also recognizing that we're a holistic being. And so these areas aren't necessarily independent of each other. If I'm paying attention to my social self-care and really cultivating friendships, well, from that might spark some other types of things. Like maybe I have a really meaningful spiritual conversation with someone that. Is something that's a self care aspect of that, or we're going to go out and do something physical together and go for a walk. And so I think, again, this is very holistic.
2: It is. And I think that little bit of attention that I've learned to pay to it has changed the quality of the day, right? Sometimes people totally understand that notion of it can't just be about taking a bath. But recently I was writing. Some kind of wrap up papers for some certification I was doing. And I was joking in the paper, I was like, I don't mean to brag, but I took two naps this year. And, but the reality was, those naps were so unusual that people in my house were shocked and worried that I was ill. But now it leads to these moments where. Oh, there's this beautiful sunrise coming up and there's all this pink in the sky and the way that the trees line closer trees to farther away trees. It actually has taught me to stop and be there with that color and that dimension for a moment. And it's strange because it takes noticing and so these little habits can build up within you so that you realize I stopped and I took that in and it has qualitatively changed life in this meaningful way. It's not just all about the grind. It's not just all about getting the list of to-dos done. It's the experience along the way.
1: And I was recently listening to a CEO that was talking about that it's a self, an entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, and really wanting to pay attention to self-care. And so intentionally would have certain days of the week where she would take a bath in the middle of the day, because to her, that just communicated, I'm in control of my time. I've worked really hard. And this is space that I'm carving out for myself. And I specifically want to do it in the middle of the day, not at the end of the day when I'm worn out, but I really want to have this book and to read that. And so I think, even sometimes talk about empowerment and things like that. And I think sometimes taking back our time and our care and doing things that are like really out of the ordinary, taking a nap, taking a bath midday or whatever it is, but recognizing that, no, that's really important again, on a holistic level for my well-being in this season.
2: I think similarly around intention, you were just talking about types of snow, right? It's winter, hence types of snow kind of mattering around here. And one of the things that I have found so useful, and this is not, uh, I had read in another book somewhere, it was like Denmark or something, they get a, a lot of darkness. And so there's a word for the specific light, that intention of putting Light and warm glowing light into those days when it's so dark. And when we had moved farther north, still people had sent us these little twinkle lights. And and now I find myself intentionally decorating with light as a way of bringing that warmth in, even though it might be kind of cold, creating this space that's not cold. The space is warm.
0: Yeah, I love that you're bringing light into your environment. As a way to care for yourself. And it's so interesting because we're so individually unique. Myself, on the other hand, who has a sunny disposition. I like all things in life to be sunny. I've been taking walks a little bit later at night. And I have intention during this winter season to go out in the darkness to embrace that there are parts of life that are dark. And that the darkness isn't necessarily bad. In fact, dealing with some of the mindset issues that we have, the growth that happens personally in my life that is more exponential than any other time is whenever I'm in a darker season of life. And so I have learned to appreciate the darkness and caring for myself with embracing darkness as a point of growth for myself has been something that I've been looking at setting intention towards.
1: And it's important to mention too, that the purpose of a list is expansiveness, not now feeling like I have to do all the things on the list. Like, oh my gosh, there's six self-cares. Am I doing all six self-cares? That is not the point of this at all. I think it's recognizing that in our particular seasons, there's going to be aspects of self-care that really are crying out for us and that we crave and that we desire and that feel very natural to us. And so for you, Chris, it's walking in the dark right now. There's something in you that's craving that opposite experience from your normal disposition. Christina, you're the complete opposite. You want light. So hence just even with the three of us, very different aspects of self-care, but it's what your soul needs to be nourishing. So I think the point again is how can we expand these ideas of self-care and to recognize that number one, it's going to look different for all of us. And depending on the season that we're in, we're going to cycle through and maybe have some new experience of self-care that we get to build upon as well. That's super helpful,
2: especially for those of us who can get really fixated. I create a grocery list and a menu in like month-long chunks, which actually one of our kids' friends the other day, they were going to be here. And she was like, what's going to be for dinner? I said, I don't know. Go look at the menu. And I heard the kid on the phone say, you guys have a menu? And so- There is this kind of I can get a little the blinders on the eyes type thing because this is the menu and this is what I'm doing. On one hand, it's very helpful. I go to the grocery store. I'm not buying food that is going to go to waste because I have a plan. In other moments, I have to be flexible with the plan or else it's going to get me all crazy inside. So in this case... I was able to say to her, we were going to have, I'm excited about this meal. We're going to have pork tenderloin with roasted Brussels sprouts and peas with this mustard sauce. But maybe her friend is not going to be excited about these vegetables. I don't know. So I was like, we can swap it with the pizza night if that would feel more inviting. But it often does take me a moment to become unrigid. So I'm thankful that you're bringing that up.
1: And I think too, also for me, I remember when I was parenting really littles and here in Wisconsin too, there'd be like that odd warm day and sometimes feeling the pressure of like, oh my gosh, it's a warm day. I have to be outside now walking my kids in the stroller. But really what I wanted to be doing was catching up on my laundry or maybe batch cooking or something like that. So again, that practical self-care may have been what I really wanted, but feeling the pressure and having to mentally say, I know it's nice out and it'd be great for a three hour stroll, stroller ride or going to the park, but that's not what I need as a mom right now either. And so giving myself permission that again, self-care can look differently, or sometimes it is chucking all of that and going out to lunch or things like that. So I, again, I like that flexibility that you're naming too, that it doesn't have to look a particular way based on a particular circumstance either. Like it's Thursday. It has to be the pork tenderloin light. No, we can do pizza. We can switch it up.
0: It actually is pork tenderloin at our house tonight. Uh, And I am not going to deviate from the list because that would not be self-care for the rest of the week. But I just even love having this conversation with the two of you because you guys love your list. You get your shots of dopamine from checking out the list. I am not a list person, but I also know that if if I have a menu, I better stick to the menu Otherwise, they're going to, it's not going to be care for myself later on in the week whenever I deviate. Yeah, I love all the ways that we're made and discovering the differences, but finding what works for each of us is super important.
1: Thanks for a fun conversation around the expansiveness of self-care and hopefully you found something helpful for your life. And now is the part of the podcast where we talk about what we are into this week. So what are we into?
0: I am into, and it's probably not self-care because I never win, but our family is playing this game called Farkle and it's a dice rolling game. And my youngest child loves numbers, loves math. And it is just a beautiful game to keep him. He'll sit at the table and roll the dice for two hours and it's a wonderful, he just loves it, but we love to play it together as a family. And our middle child usually wins every game, but I am into Farkel and we have a lot of fun playing that game.
2: I am into dreaming about the possibility of having a greenhouse on the property. We started brainstorming about the possibilities. And I still don't quite know if it could happen, but we have had a lot of fun imagining where it could go and what we could grow. So we'll see what comes of it. But that is what I'm into. I am
1: usually not the type of person that has games on my phone to play, but we were recently visiting a relative and they had Wordscapes. And so my kids asked if we could download it on my phone. And so I've been into Wordscapes and it's really fun because my youngest is, in particular, likes to snuggle up on the couch and, try to help me with the words and he's in first grade. So, you know, the letter formations and the blends and all of that. So it's actually been a really fun and he gets really excited when, especially it's the simpler ones and he can figure out a word. And so I've been into not just wordscapes as a mindless game, but also as a way of connection with my child. So that's what I'm into this week. Thank you so much for a great conversation and until next time, make it a great week.
0: If you enjoy listening to the podcast, we invite you to stay connected by signing up for our Foundry Spiritual Center newsletter, where you can learn about even more programs and offerings. You'll find a link to subscribe in the show notes or visit us anytime at foundrysc.com. Thanks again for being with us. We hope you have a great week.